1: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Early Edge. A happy Wednesday indeed because we've got golf on a Wednesday, which is really interesting. We're going to have some golf picks on this show. Got some NBA picks. We got all kinds of picks and marquee matchups to talk about. Thanks for being in the chat. Thanks for hitting the like button. I see it's a lot of activity in here. Let's check out what we did yesterday. Not very good. Listen, the last two days, first of all, this weekend was amazing, right? We saw the recap screens from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Really good stuff there in terms of those picks. The last two days, not so good. We got to bounce back, and we're going to do it with an all-star crew. Listen, Wednesdays are really fun, and it's partly because Tim Doyle and his props are going to be here. So let's bring in the stars of the show, the aforementioned Tim Doyle. He's here. We've got Mike McClure. He's here. Martin Green, of course, because it's a Wednesday. And Mikey B., if you don't mind, Michael Barner. Nobody's called you Michael before. I feel like I'm your parents, right? Because this is one of those moments where you've got to be a little frustrated. Can you talk to us about that? You missed both props yesterday. But one of them you absolutely should have hit. And I, I feel like this is a good time for you to have the floor and maybe a 20-second rant about what happened. I believe it was Brandon Ingram yesterday. See, I should have
2: had two of them, okay? Brandon Ingram, we needed 25 combined points and rebounds. He had 23 going into the fourth quarter. It was a blowout. I'm thinking to myself, oh, he's not coming back in. He comes back in. I'm all excited. The guy's lollygagging around. He's not trying to shoot. Plays for like two minutes to take him out. He finishes at 23. The Thunder, we needed 125 points. They had 38, 38 in the first quarter. They finished with 111. They couldn't score against the Trailblazers. I'm disgusted today, Sia, but I'm going to come back with two winners. And I have a prop for Tim that he's going to love.
3: Absolutely. Sia, Sia, see Sia. Ya, see ya, see ya, see ya. Oh. Is this uh, is this the BBA? Is this Bad Beats Anonymous? Like, I feel kind like you announce your name. Like, he goes, hi, I'm Mike from Chicago. Hi, Mike. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Kevin, like, <laughs> I feel like this needs to be a therapeutic session here of, like, all of us, like, oh, sorry. I, see. I thought, great job telling Mike there's a time limit on this. Because I start losing interest after about 12 seconds. But I'll listen to the first couple of seconds of like, oh, sorry, Mike. So anyway, I'm happy that this is going to be a giant therapy session. Let's turn the mojo around, okay? Pre-show is upsetting. First story of the day, a little upsetting. Let's go a little positive here.
1: All right. First of all, that's a really good show concept. Like the the, the uh, Bad Beats Anonymous is, yeah. is a really funny concept. <laughs> Honestly, you, Tim, you, me, and Mikey B, maybe we can get that started. All right. Let's get let's talk some NBA. Let's talk about a little bit of positivity, maybe some most valuable player positivity. Listen, I think this is interesting. Instead of going through some of the games today and we'll have NBA picks later in the show with props and sides and all of that. But Joel Embiid scoring 72 nights ago. I mean, from an MVP standpoint, we know the problem he is facing. He's got to like qualify in terms of the number of games here. I'm just curious, you know, Mike, Tim, uh, Mikey, I, I. Joel Embiid at plus 120. We got Jokic at plus 275. I'm just curious. And I'm going to start with you, Mike McClure, actually, because we haven't heard from you yet. I don't know. Maybe you don't think there's any value in betting these MVP odds, but I'm just curious in terms of the top of the board, where would the lean be here, especially coming off what, what we came off with the splash performance from MVP?
4: So I think the most deserving to me is actually SGA. But the mm-hmm. problem is that is you've got Embiid and Jokic. The, those two have obviously each won it. Uh, some voters have a little regret maybe about the way that they voted in the last one. But the real thing that you have to talk about with Embiid, I, I think that this season so far it should go to him, which is reflected in the odds. But the new 65-game rule is absolutely in play here. Uh, so you have to play 65 games to be eligible for for this, so when you look at what Embiid has done and how he's missed games already, he can miss just seven more games of the forty remaining, which doesn't sound like it's that hard to do. But if any sort of injury comes up at all, he could be pushing that uh, that number there. So I think that that part of it's fascinating, and just to talk about that that rule, uh, how it changes things going forward, uh, you'd be ineligible for like honors and awards, which actually impacts players ability to be eligible for supermax contracts. It was interesting because last year, when you looked at the players that were selected to the all NBA teams that again, allows you to get supermax contracts, Giannis, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and Damian Lillard all would have been ineligible for the all NBA teams last year. If that rule was in place at that point,
1: that is really Really interesting as it pertains to the guaranteed, or I should say the max contracts, Tim Doyle, the question is lobbed over to you now. I mean, listen, if I'm betting this and I haven't, at least not yet, I don't know that I, I, I have the guts to take Joel Embiid because any ankle turn and and this guy is like literally ineligible. So to me, it's between Jokic, certainly at longer odds too. It's between Jokic and SGA. What say you?
3: Yeah, I think the most talented player, and let me rephrase, the most talented offensive player in the NBA is Embiid. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's seven foot. he shoots mid-range jump shots, he gets the hole, he's strong, he makes his free throws. Last two years, just for context to McClure, he played 66 games last year, 68 games the year before. You know he's going to get to the minimum if he's healthy enough. So th- they'll be even strategic on when they sit him. He's probably already charting that right now. He's played 32 games on the season. The most valuable player in the NBA is Jokic. Who would you want in the playoffs? Just ask yourself that question. Who makes hard baskets? Who does all the dirty work? Who's won an NBA championship? Now, the regular season's a different beast, but McClure talked about people having people regret for last year. Yeah, because in the postseason, we all saw the best player in the NBA was. So um, I don't think it means anything to Joker. Uh, if you wanted to bet it, it, it Embiid's probably the pick.
1: Yeah, Taylor DeHart says, I smashed Jokic after the Embiid game, which makes sense. That's when you would want to smash Jokic or SGA. And he says, Taylor says he put a little bit on SGA as well. And Mikey B, I know you're a big fan of SGA. I mean, where would you lean in this situation? First of all, I agree with the sentiment that Jokic is probably the most valuable player in the NBA. I mean, if we're talking about flat out scoring, you know, as as he compares to Embiid, I think you could have an argument there. But Jokic would be my guy that I would want, to Tim's point, in the playoffs and to me, he's the most valuable player. But with all that said, we've got three players at the bottom, at the top of the board that seem like the most realistic. Where would you lean here?
2: Yeah, I would lean towards SGA. Mike was talking about the games missed with NB that thing. That's definitely real. SGA has missed one game all season, so he's in a great spot in terms of that regards. He's averaging over thirty-one points a game. He's shooting fifty-four and a half percent from the field. And the big thing here is the Thunder. Yes, the Oklahoma City Thunder are tied with the Timberwolves right now for the best record in the Western Conference. If they finish top, obviously, in the Western Conference, or maybe in the top two or three, and he keeps playing like he is, it's going to be a real good argument for him. I wanted to say Jokic in this for one reason, and here's my prop for today. Jokic helped me win this. See this, Tim? It's not an NIT ring. This is the championship ring for winning the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association's Champions Fantasy Basketball League. Now, I'd say this is more valuable than the NIT ring, but we'll leave that up to the chat.
3: That's what I would say, too, Tim. Your response? Um, Yeah. Look how much bigger it is than my ring, huh? It's almost like, uh, yeah. Did that come with a cane as well? Just because I wasn't sure because it seems very gaudy, that ring. It seems like it needs to come with like a, a little crescent cane.
2: My one hand has gotten so much stronger than the other one just from <laughs> I absolutely love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, a lot of rings. I, I don't have a ring
0: to show off. Uh, Martin Green, do you have a ring to show off? No, seer. I have one very strong hand, but no rings. <laughs> All right. Let's get to Dominic
1: Walton. He said, did I miss first round leader Sia? Well, no, Dominic, you didn't, because we're going to do that right now. Great professional tease from Dominic Walton. Let's look at my first round leaders. Listen, if you know anything about the farmers, what well, you do, because you watched the early wedge, which we had on Monday night at seven going forward, it'll be Tuesday night at seven. So mark your calendars. Make sure you set your notifications on Sportsline on the YouTube page. Subscribe all of that stuff. There's the North course, and then there's the South course. Now, the North course is going to only be played for one round, the South course for three rounds. But the first two days, we're going to alternate between the two courses. So I have four picks for the North course. I have two picks for the South course. So first-round leaders at the North course. I've got Colin Morikawa at very short odds. Listen, if you want to skip over that one because you say to yourself – hey, it's first-round leader. I never want to take somebody at plus 1,600 for an 18-hole sample size. I totally get that. I just think Morikawa is really set to have a nice tournament. Now let's go to the deeper odds. Sepp at plus 2,800. He can pop for a round. Absolutely love him. Uh, Michael Kim has great experience here. I mean, this is really his home course. This is his hometown. Really like him at plus 4,000. He's coming on from a recent form standpoint as well. Joseph Bramlett at 60-1. to Quite the long shot here he wasn't very good at the American Express he was injured at the latter part of last year uh, but he has good history here so if he will get if he does get his game back this would be the course to get his game back all right South course let's talk about the two players I've selected here Keegan Bradley you're going to hear from him more. Uh, from Mike McClure and probably from me because I like him in the matchup market too maybe in the outright market you'd know that if you read my Sportsline article plus 2200 as your first round leader like him on this more difficult south course and Steven Yeager I think he's a guy that's very under the radar he doesn't win tournaments but he can certainly pop for a round and I really think he has the makeup on the south course to be a first round leader at plus 3500. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to make those MVP bets, if you want to make some golf bets, uh, here's what you do. You go to BetMGM. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get $158 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $5 and you will receive $158 instantly in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE158. That's EDGE158. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get to a lot of stuff. We got to get to soccer. We got to get to NBA. We got to get to a little bit more golf. And I'll answer some of your golf questions in the chat. I think it was David Tok who said, hey, do you like Jaeger over Pendrith? I think he had that out there. Uh, I do, actually. I think Pendrith is okay for this tournament, but I like Jaeger a little bit better. We're going to get to all of that stuff. But first, let's hear a message from our partners.
5: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Mackenzie Brooks is in the chat from Inside the Lines. If you want to ask her a question, go ahead. And was there, is there Kevin Costner um, slander going on in the chat? Kevin Costner is a great actor. Maybe I missed that. I got to catch up with the chat. And while I do that, Martin Green, you got
0: a couple soccer picks
1: for us. The floor is yours, my friend.
0: Thank you, Sia. Yes, I certainly do. There's a lot of soccer taking place today and I was really tempted to go for Morocco to beat Zambia in under 4.5 goals in the AFCON. But in the end, I decided to go about 5,000 miles north to Leeds, where there's a championship game between Leeds and Norwich. Leeds have the best home record in the championship this season. Ten wins, four draws, zero defeats so far and they're hosting Norwich, and it should be an entertaining affair. Leeds have 31 goals in 14 home matches so far this season. I think they'll score a couple today. However, they've conceded nine in nine of those 14 matches, and I do think they could struggle to keep a clean sheet because Norwich look really dangerous going forward at the moment, led by American striker Josh Sargent. Uh, It finished 3-2 to Leeds when these teams clashed earlier in the season, so I think both teams' score looks really appealing here at just minus one three three and looking uh, briefly ahead to friday's fa cup matches the game between tottenham and man city really stands out these teams played out a thrilling three three draw in the league last month we should see plenty of goals when they renew hostilities on friday the tottenham manager always urges his players to play bold attacking risk-taking football makes them highly entertaining so i'm going to go for both teams to score and over 2.5 goals on friday at minus one two five
1: all right. Over 2.5 goals. That sounds like a high scoring fun affair from Martin Green and Tim Doyle. He's shaking the cash back. So he obviously endorses that pick. By the way, one little note on first round leaves for those of you that are sort of uninitiated to, to golf betting. Just I, I do want to put out this disclaimer when it comes to reaping reward. And this will dovetail really nicely into Mike McClure's uh, pick when it comes to reaping rewards long-term with golf it really is in the head-to-head matchup department you know in the round matchups i've been crushing it this year i'll I'll put out some more round matchups i'm I'm putting out one in a second but the, the matchup department is is really where you make your money long term. It's nice to hit an outright, but the, the, that doesn't happen super often. And certainly first round leader hits don't happen super often. I like, and even though I hit first round leaders a, a decent amount, I liken that to like a first touchdown bet, right? Where you're just sprinkling a little bit of money on each or maybe your three favorite that I put out. I don't want anybody to be putting like a half a unit or or a full unit or anything like that. On an individual first round leader. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out because really it's the matchups where there's an edge, where there's a soft line, usually somewhere here or there. And Mike McClure, you think you have found that very thing. So talk to us about your tournament matchup at the Farmers Insurance Open.
4: Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Keegan Bradley here. I like Ke- Keegan Bradley in this matchup. Uh, it is a full tournament matchup that I'm isolating. Uh, Nicoloy Hoygard is someone who is extremely talented. The Hoygard twins, they are amazing. However, they played a lot better on the World Tour than on the PGA Tour here. The success really hasn't materialized over here. But he is coming off those uh, a win and a second-place finish in his last two starts on the World Tour. That's where I think the value is betting against that. I think it's propping him up in the market here just too much. When I look at Keegan Bradley, he is absolutely a legitimate threat to win this tournament outright. Uh, but there's just an excellent, excellent fit here. Not to mention, he has really strong course history. Not something I buy into a lot. But when you start to get some of the bigger sample sizes And can piece together things It makes a little more sense Uh, When you're looking at someone that's going to succeed at Torrey Pines. You want someone that's going to be long and straight off the tee. That is exactly what you're going to get with Keegan here. I love the form that he's in. He was fantastic at the Sony Open. uh, Finished second in that tournament, but everything looked fantastic there in terms of ball striking. Almost six strokes uh, on the field in terms of ball striking. So I love this spot for Keegan Bradley. It is minus 125. This is a full tournament matchup. Uh, When I look at my simulations on it, I price this at minus 144 uh pretty big edge on, on a head-to-head matchup like this
1: yeah I'll say this if you read my sports line article you know that not only do I have a Keegan matchup which I'll just go ahead and give out right now again this is I, I have a couple matchups in my sports line article I've got first round leaders uh of course uh, outrights things of that nature uh, I've got Keegan Bradley over Eric Cole which is really saying something about how much I like Keegan Bradley that's minus 120 by the way but Listen, Eric Cole's a good golfer. Like, I think Eric Cole will be fine. I don't think this is the best course fit for him necessarily, but the fact that I'm even targeting Eric Cole kind of speaks to how much I like Keegan Bradley, and I like I like Keegan over Nikolai Hoygaard uh, just as much, if not more, in, in this matchup. So I like Keegan in the outright market because I think his number is long enough. It's about 33 to 1. Uh, but in, in, tournaments, uh, in tournament matchups, I'm certainly targeting he- him as well. Now, if you watch the early wedge Monday at 7 o'clock, not all the matchups were out, not even the first round leaders were out, because again, we don't normally do that show on a Monday. It's usually on a Tuesday, but we'll have everything available to us. But I said on that show, there was a three ball, a round one three ball that looked really good to me, but I didn't want to officially put it out because frankly, not all the matchups were out. And I really wanted to see what the round one two balls were. I looked at them. They're out. I didn't really love anything. So I'm reverting to the exact three ball that I mentioned on Monday at seven o'clock We're going to Steven Yeager. We already talked about him, right? It's plus 105 in a three ball against Ben Martin and Hayden Buckley. By the way, if you don't have this three ball at your book, like, let's talk. You can message me. You can put it in the chat. We already found somebody, I think it was David Talk, that had Steven Yeager over Taylor Pendrith, which I don't like quite as much as my play, but I do like it. Now, Steven Yeager plus 105 over Ben Martin and Hayden Buckley. As much as I like Steven Yeager, this is really me targeting the other two guys because Hayden Buckley and Ben Martin – Pretty shaky form. I don't think they're necessarily great course fits. I think Hayden Buckley, when he's having a good tournament, I think he can really compete with a guy like Steven Yeager. But he's been too shaky lately, and Ben Martin just isn't the caliber golfer that Steven Yeager is. So Steven Yeager at basically a little bit better than even money. Listen, I don't normally like targeting three balls unless one of the three players is, like, not even in consideration I don't think we have that here, but what we do have is Steven Yeager's really consistent game. He's got all the tools in the bag. He's not elite by any means, but he's good off the tee. He's good on approach, and he's good with the short game more often than not, and you can't say that about the other two guys. So over 18 holes, I think it's a big enough sample size to isolate Yeager at plus money over Ben Martin and Hayden Buckley in a round one matchup. All right, that's enough about golf. You, you people that don't like golf, I don't know what you're thinking because betting golf is, is – just the, for me, it's the best sport to bet. And I know we're starting to turn the wheels on some of you who really weren't into golf over the last year or two. So get into golf. I'm telling you, there's an edge there, but we got to get to maybe, maybe some more excitement for some of you, some of you that like NBA and hoops and college basketball. We're going to do that. We're going to get Mikey B involved. We're going to get Tim Doyle involved, but we got to take a quick break first. We are back on the early edge and Tim Doyle, we've kept you quiet way too long. You've got a couple of picks here. We've got uh, an NBA pick, and we've got – oh, wow, this is a little bias. Your alma mater, it looks like we've got a Northwestern pick as well, but you can start with the NBA if you like.
3: Are we going best bets right now, Sia?
1: Let's go best bets right now.
3: All right, everybody, come here. Come closer, all right? It's Uncle Timmy time, all right? Mm-hmm. Last eight games, Jimmy Butler has played in for the Miami Heat, okay? The Heat are 2-6, and six, but they are actually 0-8 against the spread, and the two wins they've had, Jimmy made a last-second shot against the Bulls, and they were lucky to win a game in Brooklyn that they trailed the entire game. No team broke 100 points, and the game went to overtime. They're laying nine and a half against the Grizzlies. I'm sorry, it's just automatic. I know the Grizzlies stink, but, geez, I'm getting all these points. I'm going to take the Grizzlies because this is just fading the anti- Jimmy Butler move right there. So you got to actually dive a little deeper, okay? Jimmy Butler is learning, and now they bring in Rogier. It's going to be all this chemistry going on. Grizzlies are terrible. This is way too many points. And then, yes, I am off to Evanston, Illinois, to see Northwestern play Illinois. And it was ugly the first game. See, I mean, it was an absolute butt-kicking, embarrassing, okay? It's actually the only play Champagne in my life. Barner, you're going to appreciate this story. We play Illinois my sophomore year. They're number one in the country. They're undefeated. Playing pretty close in Evanston, lose by eight. I think we were getting like seven and a half. It was like one of those games. We go down to Illinois. They're undefeated, okay? I'm sitting in the locker room and I go, oh, boy, we are going to get hammered in this game. You know what happened? We got hammered in this game. We were losing 52-10. to They beat us 84-48, okay? Not that this is a therapy session, all right? I love Northwestern here at home. I love them on the money line. You know why? It's going to be a sold out arena. I am going to be in the house along with some other really smart, nerdy, rich people that went to Northwestern as well. And I'm getting plus odds. They are so difficult to beat at home. And they also have a really weird party day called Dillo Day at Northwestern, all right? And then the night before Dillo Day, I said, "So what do we do to like get ready?" They go, "We rest." I go, "No, no. We party and see up." I started an 80s party, 2005, the night before Dillo Day. That is still run today. I have put people together. I have made babies that I don't even know about running around Evanston. Okay. So I have given so much to that school. Give me Northwestern plus those odds on the money line.
1: How come I've never been invited to the, to the party, Tim?
3: Oh, the eighties party. I I don't go up there anymore because I'm not in college. And then like Martin and I are standing up against the wall, like smoking a cigarette, like the creepy guys. So there comes a point where you have to walk away from the eighties party, but yeah, see, I'm still there in spirit. (laughs)
1: we got to get a night at the Roxbury skit going with, uh, with the crew right here. That would be absolutely priceless. All right. Grizzlies plus nine and a half Northwestern money line. If you like, if you like night at the Roxbury references, and if you like Tim Doyle's props, and if you like these picks, I have an idea. You've got four more days to vote for the early edge uh, for best fantasy betting and gaming podcast. Just hit the link in the description on YouTube. I think it's probably in the podcast description as well, but Just hit that link right now. you got four days to do it and vote for the early edge. It's truly as easy as that. All right, Mikey B., we can't leave you out here. You've got a couple of props. You're going right back to the prop market. And let's be very clear, you probably should have hit both. You definitely should have hit one of the two yesterday, but you you probably should have hit both. But we're going back at it. Love the process. Love the system. Let's get some Ws. What you got?
2: Talk about exciting. We're going to go to the Hornets and Pistons game, the marquee matchup of the night no, it's going to stink, but we're still going to try and make some money off it. So, first, we're going to take Brandon Miller over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists at minus 120. Tim talked about they traded Terry Rogier to the Heat. They got back Kyle Lowry in a first round pick. Essentially, they only want the first round pick. Kyle Lowry is not going to play for the team. They're going to try and trade him before the trade deadline. So, that means Brandon Miller is going to be busy. He's already averaging over the last three games. Just under 25 points, 6.3 rebounds and 2.3 assists. I think he's gonna play a lot here against this Pistons team that's played at the sixth fastest pace and has the second worst defensive rating in the league. So I think he's gonna blow by this 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And then we'll head on over to the Pistons side of things. We're gonna take Jalen Duran over 25.5 points and rebounds at minus 120. Since he returned from injury, he has at least 26 combined points and rebounds in nine of 14 games. The Hornets are still without Mark Williams, their big young center. Nick Richards is questionable with an ankle injury. The Hornets have the worst defensive rating in the league. They've given up the seventh most rebounds per game. Even when Williams was healthy the first time these teams met this season, Durant had 14 points and seven rebounds. I think he's going to have a monster game, and hopefully we bounce back and go 2-0 with all those positive vibes that Tim brings to the table. Hey, you got your ring. You're, You're getting the two
1: Ws. Uh, today, by the way, uh, speaking to Tim, Brandon Silva says Uncle Timmy is too much. You've made it to Uncle status. Did you feel old when you get referred to as as Uncle from Brandon Silva?
3: No, I I like being Uncle Timmy. You know why? Because I could per, per, pass on words of wisdom, Sia. You know that's what no. I, these covered gray hairs that I dye uh, every four weeks. That's what I. That's what I'm able to pass. This chest is covered in gray hair, but up here, dark as can be.
1: Wisdom. I can't wait to hear the wisdom, Tim. We've been on a show, what, four, five, six weeks in a row. I haven't heard any wisdom yet. Uh, By the way, Buddy Gonzalez, Mitchell, plus 140 over Hughes and Hodges. Uh, I think Mitchell has some upside. I don't think I would play that three ball, though. I just think he's a little too volatile. Maybe if you isolate him in a matchup, but in a three ball, um, I like it at plus 140. I I just don't love it. If you want to play it, um, I certainly would lean that way. But I don't know that I'd play Mitchell in a three ball uh, out here in the first round. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look. At the recap screen, Martin Green leads in Norwich, both teams to score. He's got Tottenham, Man City, both teams to score and the over two and a half. Again, that's minus 125. First one, minus 133. I've got a round one three ball. Steven Yeager at plus 105 over Ben Martin and Hayden Buckley. Again, that's a round one three ball. Uh, when you're looking at golf matchups, if, if you're not used to it, make sure you look sort of at the top of the screen after you click on golf because they'll have round one three balls. They'll have tournament matchups. And if you're not looking in the right place, you're not going to see the three ball or the matchup that you're looking for. Tim Doyle, Grizzlies plus nine and a half. Plus, he's got Northwestern Moneyline. That one's at plus 130. Northwestern at home there. Brandon Miller over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists from Mikey B at minus 120. And Jalen Duren over 25 and a half points and rebounds at minus 120 as well. Mike McClure, he's got a full tournament matchup. Keegan Bradley, who really this show is targeting in a pretty big way, he's got Keegan Bradley minus 125 over Nikolai Hoygard Ladies and gentlemen, What a show. Uh, Hopefully we answered some of those golf questions. If we didn't answer all of them, go ahead and uh, message me on Twitter. I'll try to get to anything I can possibly get to before this thing tips off, which is in about an hour and 20 minutes over in San Diego. What a great Wednesday show. It's always a great show when we have Martin Green, when we have Mike McClure, when we have Tim Doyle and his props in his ring, and Mikey B making a comeback with the NBA props And don't forget Jake the Snake on the ones and twos and nines and tens. I am the counselor of cash. This is The Early Edge. Thanks for participating in the chat. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.